Thank you for listening to Front Porch Theology. I am your temporary host, and with me is... Will. And Baker. Hey, Baker. Listen, you normally aren't You're given Jeremy, a mic. Also, you didn't introduce Oh, and I thought I said I'm Jeremy. He did. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good job. Sorry. Of, yeah, some people just... I tend to tune you out. <laughs> some <laughs> some pe- people don't listen. Yeah. Um, well, this podcast, this episode is all about listening and what we listen to. Uh, Baker, you're obviously usually not on the podcast, but some of this actually is aimed at you. But he's always here. He is always here. I'm always here. This is the first time. So I'm like... Is it really? Yeah. To speak my piece, I'm oh. very excited about this. Good. Good. Um, Baker, uh, I feel kind of bad for you. You're always like present when there's a recording going on but yeah. you're never allowed to say anything well you know why that mm. is and we talk about him a lot <laughs> that's true every every episode there's you a know. bus and then i get thrown under it well all this, the time. Is, this is this is why normally we've actually asked that heather allow you to speak but she had said like and i can't i don't want to i don't want to misquote her but it was now i think that's normally yeah. how she says it and with that with that face i can't mm-hmm. i can't yeah. yeah her eyes get real big she gets all like her neck starts twisting all crazy yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen it yeah you have and so like, it's always directed at me too it so. is it's, it's she's yeah. like no um and and yeah then she grabs the quote water bottle but anyways well <laughs> heather we miss you hope you feel better we always got to give heather a hard time when she's not here um, all right, so today we're looking at or asking the question, is all worship music acceptable? Um, there is, There are just a slew of worship songs. We sing them from all sorts of churches that write these things. And uh, this is actually a pretty big debate, um, I think, within the pastoral worship leader music world, whatever. Uh, and there's a lot of different takes on it. And so uh, let me just throw that out there. Is all worship music acceptable? No. Yeah. I was going to say no. The yeah was agreeing. It wasn't yes. No. Not for corporate worship, at least. Not for corporate. Because that's the big question. Yeah. Is it is it is it acceptable for corporate worship is what I really mean to ask. Yeah. So you mean like in um, on a Sunday morning um, or Sunday evening, Lord's, let's call it the Lord's Day setting. Like yes. as mm-hmm. the church gathers with the explicit purpose of worshiping, um, are all songs acceptable? No, they're not. Um, because there's a specific purpose that we're trying to achieve um, in accordance with what the Bible tells us to be doing in that time. So, okay, so not so, all songs fulfill that purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you say, okay, how do all worship songs not fill that purpose? Well, it's I mean, a, they're worship songs. Right. It's well, it's a gray area because it, it's not black and white. It's a a lot of it's on a spectrum. So, and a lot of it becomes opinion too. So, like you can have a song that is very like. Um, self-centered, like, um, you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna jump higher. I'm gonna try harder because Jesus is good. And mm-hmm. so, like, is there truth in that song? Yeah, Jesus is good. Um, is that what we should be singing in worship? I would argue no, because we're singing about God's greatness rather than our ability, um, or we should be singing about mm-hmm. God's greatness rather than our ability. Um, yeah. And so, like, but then some people might say. Hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that is something we should sing together. And so, like, you can make arguments. Most of these arguments are going to fall in some kind of like, um, kind of in the middle of the spectrum or toward one end or the other. Not like all the way on one end. Um, yeah. There, I'm sure there are, there are songs with like blatant heresy in it. Sure, but that's usually not the debate. 
Yeah. The, Allah the, is God. You know that one? That's not a good one. Allah is God? Yeah. Uh, I've never actually heard <laughs> yeah. that song. Wow, Jeremy. Well, I'm sure that's like a Muslim worship song. I don't, yeah. We probably have something like that. Probably. But yeah, if, yeah. if Baker like was like, hey. <laughs> We're going to sing this song We're going to add this song to the rotation All about right, no. Allah. No. So here's Baker. Ah, la, la, la. You, you, you. <laughs> it's a Christmas song. Um, at, at what? How do you pick out songs? Um, so, how do I pick out songs? That's yeah. good. I'm going to also quote from this book that I'm holding in my hand. Okay. Which also leads to how I pick out songs. So, what's it called? What's it's your called book? "Worship Matters" by Bob Coughlin. Okay. It is a, a very foundational book for worship leaders. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily as a book for someone that isn't leading worship in a church to read, but someone, anyone could read it, but it doesn't necessarily work towards, you know, how do you worship? It's more about leading in the church. Yeah. Um, and there's a section, I recently read this actually called uh, Plan Selectively. And he says here, uh, when researching songs, I generally think of them in one of four categories. Uh, the first one is don't use. For those with words that are unbiblical or unclear or just bad poetry. Okay, can we stop? I want to go through each of these. Yes. Okay, yeah. so um, songs that are – that are, what was it again? Heretical? Uh, don't use, which are unbiblical, unbiblical or unclear or bad poetry. Okay, so let, let, me, let me be devil's advocate. The devil needs no advocate. Okay, so – well, in this case, I'm going to say he does. And, and, and uh, because isn't there an unclear song we sang – it's uh, it's what's what's the one that made a bunch of stink about uh, his uh, God's love, reckless love, reckless love. So does that fall into like an unclear? Because okay, I understand if you listen to the writer. I think some people would say that it does. Yeah, I mean that's why there's been a case to not sing that song because the the argument is that reckless is not a good descriptor. It's not a biblical word. It's not yeah. a word that's used mm-hmm. to describe. Because um, that's definitely from our perspective. The, the I mean, I th- I think when the writer when I read it, I don't actually think it's bad. I think it's actually really good poetry because from what I see, and what from what I understand, it is from the viewpoint of us. It seems reckless because there's right. nothing about me. I think it's an okay mm-hmm. song. Like, so do I. I really enjoy my favorite it. song, I but it's it. but it's not something that I think is wrong. To it say. wouldn't go into our don't use list. But for some people, they would say, "Yeah," and I would understand. I would understand why some people would put it in a "don't use." So how bucket. how is the bad mm-hmm. poetry? What like do you consider the bad poetry constantly? What's that one that I hated? Oh my gosh! Oh, what was it? So here's Fierce, the bad poetry. A Fierce, like a tidal wave. Like a tidal wave. <laughs> yeah, that one crashing over me. <laughs> that's like that's Carmen. <laughs> sound like you live in South Park. <laughs> <laughs> like a tidal wave. <laughs> A baby, tidal wave. Um, yeah, so like down to South Park. <laughs> so that's it. Okay, so Come here's on the down problem. To new I, heights. We <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Come on down to new heights now. Gonna give ourselves time. So we have the problem is I make fun of like the Christian music that uses a lot of like hurricanes and tidal waves and floods, but a lot of it is biblical language too. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say that it's bad poetry because so much scripture uses that. I wouldn't put that as bad poetry. Okay. When I see bad poetry, it's annoying poetry. It's the songs you can't sing. Okay. Like you listen to, you're like, it might be actually good, and you're like, oh, that's good. Mm. But I just you can't sing so it. You poeti- can't you can't so, follow along with it. Okay. You can't sing right. along with it. Poetic language and imagery is very biblical. Yeah. Um 
Psalms use it a lot. Well, a lot, all of Scripture really uses imagery and poetic language and symbolism a lot. So, like that, that kind of music is is well and good, and it should be there. Um, what personally, like my pet peeve, what what I what I would put as bad poetry, is like poetic language that's like I'm not sure if I'm singing about my Savior yes. or my wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, those are the yes. ones that that's like. We're so intimate, and it's like it's just like. Is weird. this one you wrote? Go ahead, keep going. What <laughs> no, you I didn't write it. No. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. It's like, yeah, it's, it's. We sang one at our church for a while that um, that I just hated because there was I don't think there was any mention of Jesus or God, and it was mm-hmm. like it sounded like, I, yeah, I could I could use it to sing to my wife like yeah. it would have it would have worked fine in that scenario too and yeah, it, was, it, it was just weird so a, a good worship song that may, that's clear it, it should be the the recipient who would the recipient is to mm-hmm. um and also i think again poetic language is okay or uh symbolic language i think sometimes it can become overdone yeah um and it was it was song. closer that was the song we used to do what is who sings that pull me a little closer take me a little deeper i want to know your heart i want to know your heart because your love oh, is so fine. much sweeter than anything I've dreamt of. I want to know your heart. It's just like, where's yeah. where's the Lord in that? I know, but I I think that was before Dude, me. Th- there was, yeah, it was. Okay, yeah. there was yeah. another song yeah. that says, uh, The Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Yeah. I know yeah. a lot of people have issues with that song. Yeah. Because it's That's like... Was, yeah, I don't, I don't love that song. Yeah, it's like, you're welcome here? Like, we, good thing we gave you permission, God. Right, yeah. Okay, is yeah. that nitpicking? No, I don't think it's nitpicking. I like I think that's I think that's um, like that's that argument so, sits, sits so, well with me, but I feel like I'm nitpicking. So you have to understand the author's intention, just like with scripture. Mm-hmm. All right, so who wrote the song? What what do they what did they mean? And then what do people n- normally take it as? Yeah. Like what's the normative response to it? So like when I hear something, what's the normal response? And so like I I know what they mean, sort of, when they say Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Right. They want to they're they're referencing like an openness to. What the spirit's doing in our souls when yeah. we gather, like I get what they mean, but it's not doesn't mean I have to like it. It's not my preferred yeah. way of talking about the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. Yeah. What's your number three? Next well, number two. That was number, number one. Two. That was oh, number, number one. two. Yeah. Sorry. Number two. <laughs> we're skipping number two. I thought two. we were counting down. Like that was number four. This is number three. Like on David the radio. Letterman. I was going to yeah. go one, two, three, four, and you were going four, three. Yeah, I was two, doing like one. they do, like in ESPN. Ah. You get to the All right, biggest number two one. or three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, in private. Is for songs that I can listen to on my own, but that wouldn't serve our church. The lyrics might include an obscure phrase Ooh. or verse, or be set to poor or complicated, complicated music. Okay, so we we mentioned some of that. I got the perfect one for this. Ooh. Okay, yes. Um, I don't know the title of it. It's Canyons by your boy Corey Asbury. Corey Asbury Canyon. Yeah. Ooh. Is it Canyon or Canyons or? I don't know if it has the S or not. But he goes falsetto in like half the song, mm-hmm. and there's an amazing saxophone solo at the end of it, which was totally unnecessary, but he did it for us. So thank you, Corey Asbury, if you're listening. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. For <laughs> he us. did it for us. But it's like, I'm listening to it, and it's about the love of God and how vast it is. And it's it's really good lyrically, too. Mm-hmm. But like the way he sings it, I'm like, yeah. no congregation could ever sing along with this. It's like, what? So it goes there was, up real high. There was one song I offered a long time ago, and hearing that, and I mean, I've thought about it since. I'm happy we didn't sing it because it would fall into that. The lyrics were really good, not probably the best for corporate worship. Mm-hmm. It, it just it was great in the car. But what, do you remember what song it was? Um, yeah. I mean, I could look it up. But it's gonna take me like be like three minutes of awkward. And, oh boy! You know, I would say like most uh, Christian hip hop would fall into this category. Yeah, 
Because there's some there's some it Christian rap stuff. that is worshipful. It's not just mm-hmm. like statements. It's actually I've heard some good Christian rap that's like directed to God. It's poetic. It's it's biblically sound. But it's mm-hmm. like it's not feasible to have a congregation rap together. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could put our confession to a beat. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I kind of would. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go to number. It depends who's going to do it, right? Um, if Phil Beatty were to rap it, I think I'd be more for it. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd be all for that. Dude, have you ever actually heard him? Phil? Do, rap? I, in all I've seriousness, heard him. He can, I've uh, heard him rap. He can spit fire. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's not a rapper. He can yeah. spit super hot. fire. He is super hot. I'm, I, like, in all seriousness, <laughs> not a rapper. on Sunday, you really should get him to rap for you. Okay. I'm, like, just, I knew he was a big like Andy Minio fan. Like We've talked about oh my gosh. some rap stuff. Mm. He's he's insane. I, I you wouldn't know it by looking at him. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, the next one looks more like a Kenny G guy. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna count down now. So that was four three number two. Number two. The official number two now. Yeah. The could use category. Okay. Is for songs that are good that are a good choice for the congregation depending on the situation, need or context. Oh, so, okay. Say that clear okay. for someone who wasn't paying. The could use category. <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm five. It's for songs that are a good choice for the congregation, yeah. depending on the situation, Okay. need, gotcha. and context. Okay. Okay. So Christmas songs. Like, with that phone, like, you wouldn't sing that all year round, but only, like, it's one time a year? Yes, but I don't... That wasn't... That wasn't what you were thinking. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe situational, like, when somebody yeah. dies and you do Go Rest High by Vince Gill. It's a classic song. Oh gosh, okay, love so yeah. and skill, mm. man. But still, not what I was thinking necessarily oh, either. Yeah. Oh, what are no. you thinking? So think of, you know, more towards what would be normal, but is more in the could your could use category. Would be if you're in a sermon series mm-hmm. and you look at the text and you're like, this really needs to be the song that we sing today okay. to wrap up the sermon. Or something because it's straight from that passage. So you sang a song one time that I thought was, and maybe you've sang it other times, but it was really fitting. It was, uh, it was talking about the, it's the heights, the valleys. You know what I'm talking about? Highlands. Highlands. That one. Uh, I can't remember the names of any songs. Um, but it was there was a time again. I don't. I, I know you really think well and ahead about what songs mm-hmm. are going to play, but like, and and the the con. Again, I know we've played that other times, but I don't know if that's one where you, if you if you think about when you're going to pick it, because I know that could that could fit. But there was times where that song has played in very fitting times of the church, like specifically yes. like when the valley was closing, mm-hmm. and it was it was people were really upset, and like that was one of those that yeah. It, anyways, I don't think that's what you're referencing, but still not something kind of similar. Yeah, I'm not a worship leader. I'm doing the best I can to try <laughs> to understand this. I'm thinking of specifically like a song that only comes. Once maybe a year, uh, yeah, like Christmas song. That's what I said. No, not still not that. Well, I mean, we don't sing. We don't sing. Hark is Hark the Angels a song? Harky, Harkin? Hark the Angels, Hark, Hark the, the Herald, that angels. Yeah, we don't sing that one like during Easter. No. Yeah. So like, okay, so maybe Christmas songs should be in the could use category. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. That's all I wanted. There you go, Jeremy. All right. Can so, I get Vince Gill recognition too? That yes. would be in the could use. Yeah, it wasn't directly what I was thinking, but could use, yes. but should not be on a regular rotation. Yes, gotcha. that's exactly. This would be like Highway to Hill, like that one guy, I think that I think that one pastor that they sang Highway to Hill at their church. <laughs> Perry Noble. <laughs> Is that his name? I think that was in the four category. No. <laughs> yeah, that might be on the don't don't use. Yeah. yeah. So um, okay, what's what's number one? 
Number one. Number one. The should use. Oh, that, uh, shockingly. Go, go I, from, I thought. <laughs> go from could use. Not the most creative names for the categories. <laughs> should use. Yeah. The, no one saw that one coming. I like was, that they're self-explanatory. But, yeah. but he has actually lists a song here. Okay. Are songs like In Christ Alone. Well, obviously. Uh, they communicate truth about God in such a compelling and clear way okay. that I make it a priority to teach them to the church. So here, here's the problem. The problem is, right, songs are teaching something. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're reinforcing doctrine. So, so what we sing is highly, highly important. Uh, so here, here's my question. Obviously, we should be picky on what we sing. And I would argue that singing is typically more memorable than preaching. Oh, without question. Like mm-hmm. like people will remember songs way better than they'll remember what, they'll, what you or I preach. They'll remember... Th- so no pressure, Baker. Yeah, I mean, but seriously. People remember your job more than ours. I like I can't I can't remember points from... All the points probably from even Sunday, let alone... Yeah. But I probably could sing. I may not remember the title of the Herald Who's Harking, but I know yeah, you the song. you obviously know... Absolutely no song but titles. I don't. Whatsoever. I don't. I really don't. But but I. This is why I write my own songs because which I can't remember other people's. Which we did. That's true. That's we true. Did. Yeah, we sang a song that Jeremy wrote. That's Sunday. right. I did. Ancient of Days. Yeah. Let's so, talk about that. I mean, that's that's a should use one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's in that could use. I was I, gonna. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna put it in the could use category. Did you notice I used it this year. Yeah, I used to we could last do it. year. Yeah, we can maybe do it All again right. next year. Yeah. Maybe next year. Okay, okay, it's a could. <laughs> no, use. just kidding. That that actually is a song that I want to try to record with people this year. So, well, I'm available. I'll send you my calendar. Play uh, harmonica on it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so, okay, should we use should we use songs from that are okay, but the source of the songs are troubling? So let's take let's take Bethel. Bethel is a heretical church. Right, it's Phil. Not it's Phil a bold Johnson. Statement is it there. Bill Johnson? That's a very bold statement, Jeremy. Oh wow. yeah, I, I, it's one that I will stand. You're really by coming proudly. out there and say that? Yeah, it's a heretical church. It is. What grounds the, do you have to every call sermon them he ever teaches? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm just messing with yeah, you. I agree yeah. with you. It is a heretical. It, it is church. Bill Johnson or Phil Johnson. It's Phil Johnson is he a coach? Phil Johnson is totally fine. Don't <laughs> knock Phil. He's like quit <laughs> being mean to him. <laughs> yeah. it's Jack. By the way, it's Phil. Jackson. Phil, Phil Johnson. He does Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Phil Jackson is fine. Bill Phil Johnson. I don't know who that is. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Bill Johnson is a heretic. He's a heretic. Phil Johnson, listen. <laughs> if you're listening right now, Phil, I'm deeply sorry for the way Jeremy <laughs> the way the Jeremy Lord, has treated you. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Johnson, if you're listening, you need to repent. Yeah, absolutely. Step down. Um <laughs> So, so, so Bill Johnson yes. is the pastor at Bethel Church, which is in California, I think, where all songwriters dwell. It's true, and, yeah. Um, and it's like this artsy culture, and they they create wonderfully creative music. Well, it's part um, of their doctrine too, right? But they the NAR, right? But they come out of a uh, they come out of a heretical church. So, yeah. Then this produces the dilemma of like what do you do with this yeah so do you do you sing a song from a uh a group who is heretical even if their heretical doctrine is not abundantly clear do you sing it knowing that people are going to look at it and go oh that's from uh that that church i'll go check out bethel and then you know now they're they're hooked on so i would so i would tend to say 
Um, I wouldn't be dogmatic against singing anything that came out of something like Bethel. Like, I don't think we have to, like, boycott, ban, that kind of thing. Because I'm, I'm typically very hesitant to boycott or ban anything. Yeah. Um, but I think we can call things what they are, right? Um, but, however, I also would say that I don't think that many people, like, when we sing a song at church, I don't think that many people, like, go and Google the doctrinal statements mm-hmm. of the church that produces no. the album or whatever that it comes. No, out I would of. think what becomes more dangerous is if you sing a song by a certain church, uh, people will then go look up that song, right? And then that song leads to an album on Spotify. So then you got to think about the context of every other song on that album too. Or, or that's true. I didn't think about that. Or, or even yeah. like YouTube. Like if I if mm-hmm. I if I start searching Bethel you know, that song or whatever, Bethel's going to come up. And then so was Bill Johnson's sermons, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it's less likely they're going to look up Bethel more likely they'll get hooked on their content. Yeah. And so, and, and that, that's what I'm curious. Like, where do we draw that line? And I know there's some like, you know, Hillsong is a little, it's Hillsong is, uh, you know, I, I don't know where they are in the heretical line or not. They've, they've moved in some, some dangerous territory, um, as has elevation and so Hillsong, like Hillsong and Elevation are two other like mass producers of those worship. Those are the three music. I feel mm-hmm. like that are Bethel, yeah. Hillsong and Elevation, right? And so like those producers of of worship music, um, yeah, I have no problem saying Bethel is a heretical um, group church. Um, Hillsong, I don't think I'd be comfortable calling them heretics. Um, They're just very very liberal with everything they do right now. Poor teaching, also. I mean, it's yeah. just like not not yeah. good Bible based teaching, and the same with elevation. Um, so part of the difficulty. And so I, I'm I'm less. I'm. It's so strange because like I don't know why I'm so hesitant to. I, oh, I know why. It's good that I'm hesitant to press the heretical button on churches, right? I think it's a good thing because uh, I've I've heard very little of Hillsong, but they're, yeah, they're deeply liberal, very very liberal. Um, politically, theologically, every which way, very, very liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of the one of the things that makes it more difficult you you told me this one time, Baker, and it kind of because I was like, mm-hmm. hey, why are we playing all these you know some of these churches music? You said, well, it's a little more complicated than that. Sometimes they're not the ones creating it; they're just buying the rights to it. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's a really interesting so, point. You got to look at the songwriters sometimes more than the churches. Oftentimes. The songwriters are in those churches. Yeah. Uh, but think of the one that comes to my mind the most is Line in the Lamb. Yeah. Which I, is it's a, a great le- song. Great song. Which is, but it's Bethel. That's crazy. So here's the thing Leland was the primary writer and singer on the song, too. But it was produced and released by Bethel with Leland. So oftentimes you think there's there can be some big name solo Christian artists that will go to these larger churches. Because they know they can get their music more out there as well. Yeah. Because those churches are producing a higher volume and people will listen to them. So if that ever came to you, <clears throat> ethically speaking, would you, if Bethel was like, hey, I want to I wanna do this fat contract with a, with yeah. a big bonus and for they, you. They want to sign uh, uh, Baker and the Biker Boys, which is the name of your band, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. So they want to sign Baker and the Biker Boys. To release the new single, Ancient of Days. Yeah, mm. would you would you do it? At that point, I would go to the songwriter, which is you. 
Okay. Boom. So, okay. How the so, so, okay. So they'd have to go back to me, huh? No. But if it was your song, though. Yeah. When it comes to that, um, ethically, on a songwriting like that, yeah. I would I would be okay with it. Yeah. Because of the fact that I know people will listen to that and that's good content. Gotcha. It's content that I trust. Although, I would be outspoken about my view of it, too. Yeah. So people would be like, hey, there's this song. And I would tell people the truth of, hey, I'm putting this song out there with them, but also I'm going to like call people to conviction while I would be there. Yeah. So it wouldn't be, it'd be in a missional way of putting a song out in a way like that. I mean, I, it's, it's hard because I, I, I can't, I can't, that's, I can't judge that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, that's one of those difficult ethical situations. I know which way you would go. So I don't even. Oh, do you? Oh, of course I do. Which so way I, would I go? Well, you listen. Come on. Yeah. We we have to have the. We don't need to have the foot conversation, but I'll say the same <laughs> way as the foot conversation. Okay. That, that's that's for our subscribers. Okay. They'll hear right. the foot content. Right. Is that true? Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. you you would agree with Baker then? Let me put it this way. I would be more okay with 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 like if I wrote a song. And I wanted to get it out there. I'd be more okay with like a secular record label putting it out there. Interesting, yeah. Mm. Like, like I don't, I don't really care if you're even a Christian organization. If you're trying to get yeah. music out there, yeah, that's that's one thing, right? But I think, but when you're connected to that label, I think it muddies yeah. the water when you're when you're dealing with someone who's heretical. So, no, I mean honestly, I I, I don't know that I would release it on Bethel. Yeah. Yeah, so th- this is a so okay so like I could think of it in like terms of like a book like if yeah. I wrote a book and Bethel was mm-hmm. like we want to want to promote it yeah I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't let them promote that it that is true because it would associate me with them whether I like it or not and yeah. I couldn't like I couldn't put out those fires of association quick enough yeah so so what about okay so what about elevation so elevation is an interesting another interesting one because. One of Steam Furtick is such a weird guy to me for so for so many reasons. There it is. Um, but the <laughs> I was waiting one, for the impression. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one of the, one of the reasons why is what's that song he wrote? It's like straight out of the numbers. The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. <laughs> every time. Every time we get Stephen Furtick and we get Christmas Vacation. Doesn't matter. Every I time. I want you to say grace. The blessing. So we have the blessing. So I've had people say, oh, that song, it's so repetitive, and it's by Stephen Verdict. But it's str- it's like right out of numbers. Mm-hmm. And and so it's weird because like- It's like, like the he- most biblical song we've seen. <laughs> right, truly. Like it's straight scripture- and and it so that's the that's the problem because so it's, is it by Stephen Furtick or is it by the Lord? <laughs> right, <Ooh. yeah. laughs> tune by Stephen Furtick, right. written by Jesus. Yes, yeah. Um, so that that's that's the question. I that's a that's a different didn't um, for me. What's the other song that's um, that's the Apostles' Creed basically? This I believe. This I believe. This I believe isn't that a hill song? It's hill song. Jam? Gosh. And that's song. and that's based on the Apostles' Creed, and it's yeah. it's pretty much just a singing of the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. They don't even agree with the Apostles' Creed. I know. <laughs> it's like it's it's crazy. Like, do the heretical pastors never like go to the musicians and be like, "Hey, what you guys are singing is not jiving that's, with that what we're That comes back to the whole thing of the musicians that are releasing songs versus the pastors of the church. It's like what's interesting yeah. is like Bethel did that goofy stuff of like when that when that kid died and they were gonna mm-hmm. like. 
stay up all night and pray until the kid was raised from the dead. Did you see all that? Mm-hmm. Like it was just like it was just sick okay. stuff. Like so, know how that happened? Yeah, you mean you know how it ended? Ended? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It ended as we would all expect. But isn't that just sick? Like Are they still awake? Like did they ever? Like, no, they, they eventually moved on. But isn't that just gross that there's oh. like a family that's like suffering this terrible grief and yeah. they're like, let's all make a big deal about it and. Um, and then claim that they're going to raise from the dead. But, like, what's interesting to me is why do they not write songs about, like, healings and speaking in tongues and raising people from the that, dead? Why would they not sing about that stuff I, if they I believe it? I kind of think it's to hook Christians, I and mean, that's part of that's part of the issue. I mean, so the NAR, part of it, part of that movement. So you think it's because they would they know they would lose a lot of their following yes. if, they, if they had a song in tongues? Look, they make a ton or, of money off of their music. If, so if they so if they released a new single called Glitter Cloud, or whatever. <laughs> By the way, they just, did. just to give you some context, they say the Holy Spirit is present and they pump smoke with glitter in it into the sanctuary, and they and they everyone's looking up laughing uh, because of uh, holy laughter. Some yes, of this is just yep. yeah. and so they, they do this part of their service. Yeah, they think it's a supernatural experience, but it's like this stupid, silly hoax. They, they have do. they have no one there has understood smoke machines that these are things yet. Yeah. <laughs> Or glitter, right? <laughs> but let's glitter bombs. I'm sorry, I should make fun of them. But, Glory cloud or something yeah. like this. So, yeah, so they they release a new hit single called Glory Cloud, and it's about like glitter falling in this place, unholy spirit, and laughter and tongues and yeah. healing. Yeah, they. they Do you they, think they they immediately lose all their following? I I like think Spotify they lose a lot of go following. down. Yeah. They, they would lose a good bit, but not everything. So okay. you would say that's why they don't. Go that far. They yeah, know, they don't take they off the know mask. it's goofy. Yeah, so. they don't take off the mask. Right. Oh, yeah. Bill knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. So does Phil. Phil, <laughs> hey, Phil does. Phil's got it going on, man. Phil, we love you, man. Um. Okay, so wouldn't it be easier? Let me just offer a suggestion. If we just sang scripture, this concept called exclusive psalmody, that is, we only, that, how about this? God wrote a songbook, and given the fact that he's perfect, and we're worried about error. Why don't we just sing what God has written? A whole songbook yeah. in our Bible. I know. I know where you're going to go with this. So I'm excited to say what I'm going to say. Oh, say what it. about say it. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs? Yeah. Uh, well, that I, I would. Those are different terms in the Psalms. So if you look in the yes. Psalter, you'll see some of them are Psalms, some of them are spiritual songs, some some of them are. Uh, you know the other one. Uh, mm-hmm. So like th- those are these are different names of songs in the Psalm. So what, why not just do that? Um, Wouldn't that make life easier? Well, first of all, I think I, I think I disagree with that. I don't think Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is only referencing the Psalms. No, no that's the position of the exclusive psalmody. Like that's that's their position. Okay. Yeah, can, yeah. can I can I read it real quick? I was talking to the devil's advocate. Uh, well, that's that's fine. That's usually what I am. So yeah. he says, "Let the message of Christ." This is <laughs> Colossians three sixteen. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach, admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God uh, with gratitude in your heart. So we see that we're called to teach, we're called to sing, and we're called to sing something that's very specific. Now. The debate is, yeah, is psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, or songs of the Spirit, uh, are these the psalms, or is it not? You would say it's not. I don't think they're the psalms. Yeah. Um, I think psalms are the psalms. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think we should sing psalms. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I think that every church needs to sing the psalms in some way. Um, 
and I think hymns and spiritual songs is a reference to old songs and new songs. And so I, I, I think that there should be in our singing a collective bringing together of the scriptures plus church history and tradition plus new territory of where the church is trailblazing and going on mission. And and you have this beautiful corporate gathering and worship where you're acknowledging saints of the past, not just the present, but you're also acknowledging the future of where you're going to that like children's children idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think, I think all of that is to bring worship to a, to a cohesive place where in worship, you understand you're a part of something more than just that day, that time, that immediate congregation, you're a part of something that's that's gone throughout history, throughout yeah. the ages. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm not saying I necessarily disagree. I, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, to be honest, with you, I don't really know if this is referencing. So, like when you look when you open up the mm-hmm. Psalms, there are ones that say spiritual songs, and there are some of them that are called hymns. And so I, I see the argument. I'm like, okay, I'll even if I grant that to you. Even though I love the concept of it, I really, really do, and would be totally fine with it. Um, I, it would. I would. I will concede it would make it easier. It would it make would. it a lot easier. There is, uh, and but I'm not convinced even church. with that passage. Musicians. <laughs> I mean, I'm not convinced even by that passage that that's all you have to sing. Mm-hmm. Like we should sing scripture. Uh, I think we should. Um, uh, scripture. I mean, I, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing to do. I think it's something we should aim to do. Uh, what, we're singing Psalm twenty three. I wish yes. more psalms were put to music. Um, I think it would be really, really wonderful and helpful for the church. Shane and Shane does a great job with that too. They're they the have, gay country music band. No, right? no, no. That's Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay. They're the gay country music oh band. Okay. Well, that, I just want to make that clear. Just make sure we're not singing something we should not be singing from a dangerous group. Yeah. Yeah. Shane and Shane's great. They're great. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So with with that being said, I, even even though I may concede that, I don't. I still don't think it's a mandate of something that that has to be done. Um, I I would also uh, you know I know you've talked about creativity uh, that it allows our songs for us to create our own songs and be creative. And I historically that was never the the aim. That was never a position historically in the church either. Which is why I think taking tradition and even the history of the church like there there have been people who've written their own hymns and sang these in churches f- forever. Mm-hmm. And I and I think there's something to that. And there's something beautiful about that as well. That it is the tradition of the church not to read it that way. Well, and I think part of the Imago Dei the yeah. the fact that we are created in the image of God is creativity. Um, yeah. We are unique from animals in that we can be creative, and I think our creative spirits are um, kind of pushed along by the Holy Spirit. I think yeah. I think the church ought to be creative, yeah. and so I think that means that our music, our poetry, our art, um, our writing, all those things should be good. There is a point where you can become so creative. Or think you're creative to where you're no longer creative. Donde, 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 donde. It's donda. Donda. It, yeah. w- it's equally weird, right? Just, just. No, I mean, what? There's a point where you donde think you're creative. Donde. <laughs> is that from? From. Yeah. From. I from. From. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um the new album from Jeremy Van Baer. Yeah, yeah. It's where I think. <laughs> where? That's where? Where? Yeah. Where? Where? That's where, like when where? Jeremy loses his keys. He's like donde, 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 donde. Fifty-three times. Donde. <laughs> Donde. It's like a, oh, it's like a looking for episode the of Dora the Explorer when 
when swipers <laughs> swipe something and you're wondering where it is. Donde. Yeah, listen, uh, yes, yes. Um, all right, so I, I think just to kind of bring it back, I think what you said earlier, uh, Baker, is, is really important that we should pay a, a lot of attention to the songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I think as pastors, we need to pay attention, make sure the congregation is aware, hey, like, these churches are dangerous. This Leland wrote a really good song. Don't go hang out with Bethel, right? Don't don't entertain entertain yourself with Bethel. Well, and just as a real song, don't don't associate with any church or organization just because of just because yes. you like a song. That's right. Yeah, um, that's right. A song a song is so limited. A sermon is lengthier. There's immensely more words. You can unpack so much more. A song just does not give you enough information to make a judgment on a church or an organization with. I, I, want, I, want, I want to kind of bring one more question, um, and that is the length of songs and the, re- the the repetitive nature of songs. Yes. Is it is it a problem that a lot of worship songs are deeply repetitive? Does this disqualify songs from being read, uh, sang in corporate worship as far as their, some of their... Gosh, are worship wars still happening? Is that still a thing? Do you remember wars? the worship yes. wars? Uh, I you would, don't know worship wars? I don't it's like, think. It's like worship Star wars. wars. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, okay, so I got to hear about that. I actually read a book. That's Who actually, was Palpatine in this? That's what this whole book kind of is about. Palpatine okay. is like the fundamentalist it, boss. It's a whole different book. So, um, okay, so let me get fundamentalists were but, against it because of how repetitive it was? Well... Yeah, not just fundamentalists. It's just the style. Any, any traditionalist, um, traditional churches. So like like late '90s, early 2000s, um, <clears throat> even into the 2010s, um, worship wars was a common descriptor of what was happening in a lot of churches around America as they were like battling with traditional hymns, meeting the contemporary Christian music movement. This has to be with like within like Christian leadership world. Like yeah. laity probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Like I heard about this stuff like when I was in seminary and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so like um Same. Yeah. And so so it was it was the it was the term used to describe like the old deacon board ran church that they're like, We got our red back hymnals and we ain't changing. Yeah. And then like some woman has like a tape that she wanted to play and it was like an Amy Grant contemporary uh, song that she wanted to sing, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then that gave way to like, okay, maybe we can do more contemporary stuff. And that gave way to like a youth pastor with a goatee and a tattoo came in and he wanted to bring a drum set in on a, on a Saturday night or something. Gotcha. And, and and so like that caused all this like trouble in churches across America and it was referred to as worship wars. So Yeah. So I don't think they're happening to the way they were then. Okay. It's not as it's, it's not as a hotly debated different. issue as as yes. it used to be. I just feel like some some worship songs go forever. Yeah, so back to that. But yeah. in the worship Bring wars, that's what people would say. Like I I literally heard this when I was a youth pastor because I fought some worship wars because they were mad about contemporary music being in the church building and I I had guys that would come to me and be like you singing them 711 songs, seven words said 11 times, you know. Like, oh, gosh, that's annoying. Yeah. And I would just say, like, the Bible's repetitive. Well, okay, so one of the most repetitive songs we sing is The Blessing. It's very repetitive. It's repetitive because it's oh, repeated, for you to, repeated was, in the Bible. I was reading for you to go, The Blessing! The Blessing! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I missed but, my cue. So, <laughs> so, uh, so that yeah, it it, it is. Rep- in fact, there's a lot of scripture that's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with repetition as long as it's as as long as it's within reason. Yeah. Um. It it can get silly if it's like way too much. 
Well, uh, there's like psalms. You know, they say, praise the Lord here, praise the Lord there. Yeah. Just says praise the Lord like 20 times. Is, is there... That's not bad. That's good. And then this is a side note, but this is just me not being a musician or worship leader. Is there, you know, the... I know I, this sounds like something that probably came up during uh, war, worship wars. Worship War One, um, which <laughs> which is the um, the the oohs and the la la las and things like that. Yeah. In, in songs, did that come up? Like the the sound effects. Like it I is don't think necessarily. So, I mean, it's just still because those were in the songs that people were against. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so when you, when you pick out songs things. and you see that there's a lot of oohs and la la las and things like that, do it's you like okay instrumental weirdy? Okay, I look at them as instrumentals, which then create the ability for other things in those places. Yeah. Um. So, so songs, which both of these songs, for example, are Hillsong songs. Hillsong songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Oh Praise the Name. And Broken that's Vessels. A great, that's a great... Abrace the Name, great song. That is a phenomenal song. So, as it goes through, the um, the way we created it in our tracks for like how we listen to in our ears, that yeah. give us guides, it has four choruses at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Which, in the actual recording of the song, the first one's instrumental. The second time you go through, you hear the congregation just singing it. Like, the congregation builds it. And then the third time, the band builds and the vocals build. And the fourth time... It's just like a normal chorus. Everyone's playing. Mm-hmm. It's the highlight of the song. It's the peak right there. Um, but typically what I will do, well, I'll take those two sections where there's the instrumental and the you know the congregation singing it and put scripture reading in there. Yeah. Or just I'll adjust the song, but typically that's my favorite thing to do in that section. Same thing with Broken Vessels. They sing the chorus, and then it's just a big instrumental and then it comes to like a whoa, oh, oh section, you know. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll put scripture instead of that just random instrumental. Hmm. They've created those instrumentals for people to just, you know, be more reflective and personally pray in those moments. But at least from my personal perspective of leading, I feel like a lot of the times the congregation just is looking at you waiting for them for waiting for they're you to do chilling. something. Yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah. chilling there. It's not necessarily they're not being reflective in that moment sometimes. Yeah. And so you have to fill that space somehow. In some churches, the people might be more reflective and be more prayerful in those instrumental moments. But sometimes you need to fill that. And so the best way to fill it is not with just O's and woes, <laughs> but with Actual scripture that can fit in those sections. You want to know what my favorite Phil is? Phil Johnson. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> Love that guy. Well, listen, I, I, I uh, it's just interesting to me. Um, I know a lot goes into selecting songs. I know it's not mm-hmm. something you take lightly. Uh, and it's one of those things where, uh, pe- you know, people get, people have strong opinions, right, on on what what music should be selected. Um, so what I what I would say I'm I'm much more of a I lead the I read the lyrics and I think about the lyrics as I read them versus the O's and woes, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate beautiful sound, um, and appreciate and and kind of kind of let that and, and kind of kind of like a drum and I've talked about this before but like like a drum prepares the heart for war that this music. Uh, should prepare my heart to for for the word, mm-hmm. and so um, with, with that being said, I want to close out with this. Will, what is your favorite worship song? In Christ Alone. Mm. Yeah, 
Which has already been mentioned. You stole mine. You know, Julie came down to the aisle. Why do we like that song so much? It's just a... Because it's it's a should-use song. Yeah. It's it's because Bob Coughlin says we should sing it. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, the, the Julie came down to the, I, every time I hear that song, I think of getting married, uh, cause it's my favorite song. She used it and man, I'll never forget. We, my friend, Julie Park, who plays the violin started playing it and oh man, not only was I a, a mess already, but like that took me over the edge. That song has mm-hmm. many, many, mm-hmm. I love that song for many reasons, but, um, all right. Well, any last words? You're only going to ask me my favorite song? You're not asking... Sorry, Baker. I, well, I thought, I, I'm sorry, Baker. Go ahead. What is, your, ask, what is your favorite song? You don't want to ask Baker anything? What's your, what's your favorite song? Well, I would say right now, my favorite song for us all to sing is Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. Oh, gosh. That's a good one. That's anything from City of Light right now is very, very good. City of Light is fantastic. Did you know they're an Anglican church? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't guess we can't sing anything from them anymore. No, that's what's that's okay. Um, I'm going to have some of the books. Um, what's your favorite song? I, I said the Christ alone. Oh, you yeah. okay. don't listen to anything I say. I you know what? I'm not. out of here. Listen, thank you for listening. Listen. If you're curious about the books that we're putting uh, that, that we've mentioned, they're going to be in the description. As are our favorite songs. Have a wonderful day and peace be with you. Uh-huh.